For more information on Ancient Dragon Zen Gate, please visit our website at www.ancientdragon.org. Our teachings are offered to the community through the generosity of our supporters. To make a donation online, please visit our website. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. This morning, we are going to do our annual Sagaki ceremony, feeding and taking care of the hungry and restless spirits. So I'll just say a little bit about this ceremony. We'll have some time for discussion afterwards. So uh, this spirit, <clears throat> this ceremony uh, is done annually in Japan and East Asia, uh, usually in late August. We do it around Halloween time because it has a lot of the same meaning as the uh, uh, Halloween uh, c- celebration uh, in Europe uh, and uh, in America, the ancient meaning of Halloween. So uh, we are taking care of restless spirits. The way the ceremony is going to go uh, we'll start with uh, Asian as Eastern will be officiating. She will uh, make offerings and do three prostrations. And then uh, there will be uh, a, uh, a welcoming of restless spirits to uh, our Zoom room. Usually we do this and we've done this in our Zendo. Everyone makes... Uh, noise, sounds, percussion instruments, uh, with three crescendos and decrescendos. With Zoom, uh, we'll all be muted, and Asian will do that, but you're welcome to do that uh, muted from the rest of us in your own space. So, uh, but we found that with Zoom, uh, if everyone's doing it, we won't, we won't really hear it. So Asian will be the only one unmuted. And at the end of that, Wade will announce the chant that we do at this time, the Gate of Sweet Dew, and that will be up on the, uh, uh, shared on the uh, Zoom screen. <clears throat> so uh, Asian will be doing the chant, but please uh, chant along. Asian chant, which has many Dharanis or incantations, which um, are intended to um, help uh, restless spirits, hungry ghosts. And we'll talk more about hungry ghosts after the ceremony and what they are. Um, And uh, so please follow along with the chant, even though uh, everybody else will be muted except Asian, and she will lead it. Uh, The the, um, Dharanis, the incantations are in, uh, Sino-Japanese, where there's a, a line over a vowel that's held a little bit longer. So uh, Asian will be leading that, just follow along. The italicized instructions in the chant are not are not chanted. So follow along with her. At the end of that, Wade will introduce the final dedication, which uh, will be, <clears throat> which will include a reading of names of uh, that will be done by Douglas Floyd, our lay practice leader. Um, he will read a list of names of uh, friends and family of Sangha members and uh, 
culture figures who have passed away in the last year. So, and at the end of that, there will be the, the concluding dedication at Wake will, will uh, uh, finish. Uh, and then um, and there's a closing that we all do, uh, the way it will lead. And then uh, there'll be time for discussion about the ceremony and what it means. So thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. Asian, please uh, lead us. Thank you.
gate of sweet dew. Homage to the Buddhas in ten directions. Homage to the Dharma in ten directions. Homage to the Sangha in ten directions. Homage to our original teacher, Shakyamuni Buddha. Homage to the great, merciful, compassionate reliever of suffering, contemplating the world's cries, Kanzeon Bodhisattva. Homage to the expounder of the teachings, the Arhat Ananda. All of us assembled together, arousing awakened mind, unconditionally offer up a bowl of pure food to the furthest reaches of vast emptiness in the ten directions, including every atom throughout the entire Dharma realm, so as to give alms to hungry ghosts in every land. We invite all our departed ancestors going back to ancient times, dwelling in mountains, rivers, and earth, as well as rough demonic spirits from the wilderness to come and gather here. Now, with deep sympathy, we offer food to all of you, praying that you will each accept this food and transfer it along, making offerings to Buddhas, sages, and all sentient beings throughout the vast emptiness of the universe, so that you and all the many sentient beings will be satisfied. Moreover, we sincerely wish for yourself to take advantage of these mantras and food to depart from suffering, be liberated, find birth in heaven, and receive joy. With according intention, may you travel freely through the pure lands in the ten directions and arouse Bodhi mind, practicing the Bodhi way, and in the future definitely become a Buddha. We entreat those who have previously attained the way since ancient times. May you bring all beings together to liberation. Day and night, constantly protect us. We offer food to beings throughout the Dharma realm so that every being will equally receive this fortunate offering. Whatever virtue and merit this produces, we completely transfer and dedicate to the unsurpassed awakening with total clarity and wisdom of the whole Dharma realm of true reality that all may speedily attain Buddhahood without incurring any other destinies. May all sentient beings of the Dharma realm take advantage of this teaching to quickly attain Buddhahood. No bo bohori gyari tari tata gyataya. Om bohoteri gyatari tata gyataya. No maku saraba tata gyata barokite om san bara san bara un. No maku sorobaya tatagyataya tanyata um soro hara soro hara soro soaka. No maku sanmonda botanan ban. 
Homage to the many jewels, Prabhutaratna Tathagata. No bobagya bate hara bota aratan no yatatagyataya. Removing the karma of greed, fully complete with blessing and wisdom. Homage to the wondrous form body, akshobhya. Tathagata, no bobagya bate sorobaya tathagyataya. Destroying disgrace and vileness, fully complete with good marks. Homage to the king of sweet dew, Amitabha Tathagata. No bobagya bate amirite aranjaya tathagyataya. Pouring the dharma into body and mind, granting pleasure. Homage to the body extensive as space, vairochana tathagata. No bobagya bate bihoragya taraya tathagyataya. Opening wide all throats, satisfying them with food and drink. Homage to the departure from fear, shakyamuni tathagata. No bobagya bate abha in gyaraya tathagyataya. Completely banishing dread, separating all from rebirths as hungry ghosts. Om boji shita bodha harayami. Om samaya satoban. No maku sarabata tagyata nanum bihora gyarabe mani harabe tata tani tashani mani mani soharabe imare shagyaragen bire unun jin barajin barabora birokite. Ugya chishutta gyarabe soaka om mani bajire un om mani dare un bata om ma bogya berosha no maka bodara mani han no majin bara hara bari by means of this practice of the assembly's good roots, we repay the virtue of our parents' toil and trouble. May the living be blessed with joy and longevity without misery. May the dead part from suffering and be born into peaceful nurturing. May all conscious beings in the three realms of desire, form, and formlessness having received the four benefactions of parents, teachers, elders, and monks, together with those born to suffering in the threefold path of delusion, action, and resulting misery, 
and the eight difficult situations in which the Dharma is not met, all thoroughly repent their errors and wash away their defects to finally depart the round of samsara and be born in pure lands. Now that we have offered the food and water of the Dharma, we have chanted the sutra of opening the gate of sweet dew for... John Conyers, Barb Birmingham, John Baldessari, John Chi Wansai, Parker McCormick Ross, Jock McLean, Morgan Hunt, Aaron Easton, Stephen Easton, Tom Seaver, Bob Gibson, Stephen Cohen, Ralph Childs, Brianna Taylor, Ahmad Arbery, George Floyd, Rayshard Brooks, John Lewis, C.T. Vivian, Michael Sorkin, Stephanie Fitzpatrick O'Keefe, Janet Miller, Liliana Miller, Paul Bazil, Bill Navolio, Judy Hirsch, Doug Anderson, Ron Karsnia, Judith Evans, Christiane Ho, Catherine Johnson, Helen Reddy, Bill Withers, Eddie Van Halen, John Prine, Riley Gale, Joseph Shavalala, Toots Hibbert, McCoy Tyner, Little Richard, Ennio Morricone, Max Bonsido, Renee Aubergenois, Chadwick Bozeman, Terry Jones, Kirk Douglas, Diana Rigg, Peggy Lipschitz, Dan Hill, Roni Ariel, Shoshana Rosika Namanovich, Shlomo Zivion, Boris Berko Namanovich, Lawrence Lee, Patricia Sautome, Pete Hamill, Michael McClure, Stephen Goodman, Ram Das, Yvonne Rand, Casimir Figlowitz, Jidan Ewing, Harry Jackson, Dale McCarty, Stephen Damon, Liz Tuomi, Penelope Starr, Nick Bogan, Jean Reeves, Myogen Steve Stuckey, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Zenke Blanche Hartman, Robert Lytle, Harada Seke Roshi, Mitsu Suzuki Sensei, Shunryu Suzuki Roshi, all victims of the COVID-19 virus, victims of the ongoing Fukushima nuclear meltdown, all victims of climate and environmental damage throughout the world, victims of genocidal wars, victims of all hate crimes, victims of violence in Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, Yemen, Burma, Tibet, Africa, Latin America, our southern border, Chicago, and throughout the world. And for boundless wandering beings thirsting in a swirling daze for the material and Dharma worlds, 
All these beings, real and unreal, that suffer in myriad forms today have been brought together and their deep desires completely satisfied, freed from the burdens of conscious and unconscious karma, the light and dark worlds become the seeds of wisdom and perfect enlightenment. May this great being be one with our compassionate ma All Buddhas throughout space and time, all honored ones, bodhisattvas, mahasattvas, wisdom beyond wisdom, Mahaprajna Paramita. Thank you, uh, Aishin and Wade and Douglas and everyone for joining in this Sagaki ceremony, our first uh, online Sagaki ceremony. Uh, Sagaki means to feed the hungry ghosts. So there are a number of aspects of this ceremony. Uh, part of it is to honor and remember uh, people who've passed in this year and also uh, important ancestors in our lineage who've passed previously. Um, and uh, this is in some ways based on the Buddhist understanding of uh, 
rebirth. Uh, so in some ways, in Japanese Buddhism, very similar to Tibetan Buddhism, there's this idea of um, this uh, space after death in which uh, people will pass into another uh, realm of the six realms. But part of this uh, ceremony is also particularly for the sake of um, what we call hungry ghosts. So uh, restless spirits, hungry ghosts, and these particular dharani or incantation, which are in Sino-Japanese, but are uh, versions of uh, originally of Sanskrit uh, uh, incantations or dharani, very ancient, are... uh, to, uh, to help appease and pacify um, hungry ghosts. So in Buddhist cosmology, going way back, there are uh, six realms. Um, so there's the heavenly realm, the Ashura or Titan realm, um, the human realm where we are pretty much, most of us, I guess. And then there's the animal realm, the hungry ghost realm, and then the hell realm. So um, uh, there's a lot to say about all of them. Um, the human realm is the most auspicious, considered the most auspicious because we have the greatest chance of finding the, the, the Buddha way, the practice of awakening. We're not too into such, in such miserable shape that we can't um, practice. So here we all are. But we're also aware enough of suffering so that we uh, uh, realize the need for practice. Um, the hungry ghost realm is um, actually pretty familiar to most of us in some way. So these are six realms that, be- that beings can be reborn in. They're not permanent realms. He- heaven is not eternal bliss. Hell is not eternal damnation as in uh, Western ideas. These are realms that one can be in, sometimes for a long time, but one can move between the realms, uh, is the idea in Buddhism. And hungry ghosts are beings who are never satisfied. And in our consumerist culture, uh, we are sort of trained to be hungry ghosts, to feel like we are not, we'll we'll never be satisfied unless we have... uh, all the uh, consumer objects <laughs> that are advertised on uh, television, radio, on, on signs, uh, post, you know, on the streets and so forth. So the idea of, of uh, you need to get more and more of this and that and, and all, these, all these objects that we think we need or want, that's what leads to being a hungry ghost, wanting more and more and more and more. It's a very, it's a pretty horrible situation to be in. Uh, Hungry ghosts are depicted with big bellies and very narrow necks, and and it's pretty miserable. Hell is even, the hell realms are even worse. But anyway, um, this ceremony goes way back and has roots in Buddhist time. Um, And um, so this ceremony that we're doing, that we've just done, uh, is... uh, uh, derived from very ancient ceremony. Uh, Again, as I said, it's usually done in late summer in East Asia. We do it around Halloween time. And um, 
it's to help ease the suffering of uh, suffering of beings who are suffering a great deal. But it's also we do this to honor beings who've passed, who are in some uh, state of being in between realms, perhaps. So um, I could say a lot more, but I'll I'll uh, just open this to discussion, to questions, to responses um, for anyone. So uh, if you raise your hand or if you go into the participant window, um, it, there's a ch- you can go to the bottom and, and click on the raise hand button and maybe Wade, you can, I'll call on people, but Wade, maybe you can help me uh, see who has their hands raised. So uh, anyone who has a question or comment or response to any uh, to this cer- to this ceremony or any aspect of what hungry ghosts or the six realms are uh, please feel free comments responses questions yes wait um, I guess I was wondering if you could say a bit more about Durrani's, um, because it seems uh, um, it's not a very Western sort of thing to think of uh, spells and incantations. And um, so I, how were they originally thought of? How, how might we think of them today in our context? Yeah, uh, they're very common in Buddhism. Um, so I, I, they're not, we have some others that we use in uh, in American Zen, but not so often. There's a few others in our chant book. Um, they're very common in Japanese Buddhism and Japanese Soto Zen as well. Um, and um, I think there's an advantage to chanting um, not in English. <laughs> um, I don't know if Paul is still here, but he's talked about that. Uh, to chant, you know, when we a lot of our chants are in English, and we can try and understand what they're saying. But part of chanting is just to chant, um, you know, the sounds, uh, just to express the express something in our voice. The Durrani's they're, they're kind of like mantras, so maybe people are more familiar with mantras. Mantras are usually shorter. Durrani. Um, are specifically uh, thought of as uh, tools to help support bodhisattva's memory and bodhisattva's ability to uh, function and, and develop skillful means. So uh, in, in, uh, in Zen and in all of uh, Japanese Buddhism, any Asian Buddhism, there are many, many of these. Um, there were many more that when I was practicing in practice period in a uh, temple in Japan, there were many that we did every day um, or numbers that we did every day. Um, and we've done some of them at Ancient Dragon, uh, maybe particularly during Sashin. But they're, uh, originally they're, they were in, uh, as I said, in Sanskrit, but they go back further. Some of them go back further in, uh, uh, I think, in pre-Sanskrit languages in India. So, um, and, and, if you, and in the Gate of Sweet Dew chant, which is in the chant book, you can find it if you go to the Ancient Dragon website and look at chants, and there's, it's called Kanromon in Japanese. And some of those Dharanis, they have particular functions. 
to help to open the open the throat of the hungry ghost, for example, or to 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 uh, support uh, to to feed ambrosia to the hungry ghost. So these sounds were said to have some particular effects. So this goes back to ancient yogis who who worked with sound and uh, and found uh, certain sounds, certain combinations of sounds that had particular official functions. That's the understanding in uh, Asian Buddhism. Uh, so um, it's maybe a little strange to um, our American sensibilities. I don't know if there's a comparative, uh, if we have a comparative uh, thing in our culture exactly. But anyway, it's part of Buddhism. Um, and we don't, we don't do it so often, but the uh, if you look at the if you go to the Kanraman in the in the chants and on our website you can see how each of them has a particular uh, function. Um, so anyway, um, it goes back to Indian yogis who studied how sounds uh, worked to help beings. And and again mantras. Uh, so oh uh, yeah, I mentioned that Dharanis are particularly. Uh, encouraged as memory tools uh, for bodhisattvas. So memorizing dharani, like memorizing mantras. Mantras are related, a little bit different, but really very similar. So if for those of you who've chanted the Heart Sutra, um, that ends in the mantra, kate, kate, parakate, parasangate, bodhisattva, and an instruction about mantra practice. Uh, so that's, uh, so mantras are shorter and easier to to memorize and actually very helpful to to our practice. And uh, this is not part of Orthodox Soto Zen, but I have encouraged people, uh, if you need something to focus on in your Zazen, to use mantras. And there are many of them in, in, Buddhist, in Buddhism. Um, there's um, chapters on Dharani and various Dharani in the Lotus Sutra. There are various mantras for particular bodhisattvas that I talk about in my uh, Faces of Compassion book on the different bodhisattvas. And they're maybe more helpful than just when you get up from Zazen, just in everyday activity, uh, and you feel, um, um, you know, when you realize that you're feeling flustered or or, um, anxious or whatever, you know, well, one thing is just to come back to take a few breaths and just be returned to where um, you can also use mantras in that way, like the heart sutra mantra. So, thank you. Other questions, comments, responses to, to mantras or anything else? Aishin. Thank you, Tygen. Um I... Just wanted to add that I felt a lot of comfort from hearing my departed family members' names included in the chant, and I think maybe many other people did too. So it, it this is something that helps us too, the, who are suffering for different reasons. I, I also wanted to add that um, when we were rehearsing this uh, Tuesday night, Rob told me that once I started chanting the Dharanis, our cat actually um, came over from where she was sitting elsewhere in the living room to sit in the window between the living room and the Zendo to, you know, kind of like she was start paying attention to what was going on, which is really unusual for her. And I, and I think that 
it, to me, it spoke of the power of this in, in summoning um, suffering beings and beings in, in different realms. Thank you for that. So animal realms are interesting. Uh, some animals are treated much better than some human beings. And, uh, and, and, and yet we are. So part of those six realms is that each of us as human beings can experience some of those realms at different times. There's psychological realms as well as, uh, you know, realms of where you can be reborn. So that's one aspect of that teaching of the six realms. We all have aspects of that. So thank you, Asian. And thanks, thank you to your, to your cat. Other comments, questions, responses? Yes, uh, Daniel Vogel, hi. Good to see you again. You need to unmute yourself. I, I can unmute him, Tegan. Give me one second. Okay. Daniel. Still can't hear you. Ah, maybe. Maybe I can't. Try that again. Ah, here we go. Sorry about that. Yeah, I see myself as such a minuscule little point in the distance. I apologize. Um, well, yeah, I mean... I guess a hungry ghost um, asked me to sit with you all today. I'm really glad I gave in, actually. Um, I really enjoyed the dedication a great deal. It was very meaningful. Uh, I really also enjoyed hearing all those long names. It really made me think so much about our own, you know, the fact that we're always dying ourselves at all times. And that fact, you know, the implication of that fact to how we live our lives ourselves. So it was, it was very meaningful on that level. And um, also I wanted to thank uh, Isha Nancy, who clearly needed to have and did indeed have an incredible singing voice to get through that long chant. And she did so well. I know I would have, my voice would have broken up like 50 times attempting that. Um, and I just think it's great to see your whole community and how well you're all doing through this pandemic um, so, um, thank you all. And thank you, Dan, for joining us and please come again. Um, check out the web, check out our schedule on our website. We have a, a lot of programs and, uh, it's good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, sing you, you had your hand. Hi everyone. I hope, uh, all the hungry ghosts are satisfied right now. And, um, I, I find that during my sitting today, I, I I didn't know it's going to be the celebration today. But I uh, afterwards, I reflect about my sitting today. I find um, like this being is very hungry, <laughs> and um, and it's uh, it's interesting that you said um, we were we were also like in different psychological realms, so we are also some sort of hungry ghosts and never satisfied. And um, I really appreciate like in the chance 
the the chants give me the feeling that the hungry ghosts are actually suffering beings, and it's there's nothing intrinsically wrong about it, and nothing intrinsically wrong about them. I appreciate how uh, invitational the chants are, and how like kind uh, the chants are to the hungry ghosts, including those those ones within me. <laughs> Thank you. One of the things about doing this on Zoom that we miss is that in our temple, when we do this ceremony, we have piles and piles of food around the altar that people bring. And then afterwards, um, the, the Tenzo and volunteers go around and serve that food to all the hungry ghosts on our seats in the Zendo. So we can't do that on Zoom. I'm sorry. The Zoom technology is very limited. So we don't have the, the technology yet to, uh, to take the food from Asian's altar and, and, and uh, send it to each, each of the different uh, boxes on the Zoom, uh, in the Zoom uh, Zendo. I, you know, Zoom needs to develop, you know, its technology more so that we can fully uh, do that because, of course, there are, you know, there are, you know, it looks like you're all human beings. Some of you I can't see, but um, we also all have the experience uh, as um, seeing you kindly confessed and acknowledged of being in hungry ghost realms and in animal realms and sometimes even in hell realms, but sometimes in heavenly realms. And sometimes in Ashura realms where we are powerful but angry and, you know, fighting. Um, and uh, so those are all part of, in some ways, our human experience as well. Uh, so this, is, these, this teaching of the six realms is really uh, a very useful um, psychological tool as well. It, that's part of, part of how they're understood in... Asian Buddhism also, but I think in in uh, Western Buddhism, with our sophisticated uh, incorporation of Western psychology, we see that even more. So I don't know if any of the there's numbers of uh, psychologists here. <laughs> Anybody wants to comment on that from that perspective? But um, you know, we understand it both ways. Um, so thank you, Singhi, for that. Other comments. Or questions, and, uh, you know. I I, ha- I have to say, I know this is a really weird ceremony for, you know, people the first time they they do it, or even the third or fourth time. Yes, uh, David Ray. Well, first, I just want to say how much I I loved that and how much I enjoyed it. Um, magic and and the occult was one of the first things I got interested in. So the the Durrani's and the idea of incantations. Um, was very exciting for me, to, you know, to, to me. And I think it's such a human thing. I think it's such a widespread. I guess it's a universal phenomenon, with the exception that Western Protestantism tries to tries to hide it. But there's, you know, there's Christian magic from ancient times and Jewish magic and every every system. And there's something about it, and it just it, it, it you know to be to be enchanted. 
And I didn't, I didn't expect to be moved by this, by the, the, the way that I was. I mean, I think Halloween is, is super festive for me and we've been eating super healthy and we have these, you know, cake slices up, up on the altar that we're both looking forward to eating. But I was really, really deeply moved by the, by the ceremony and found myself breaking up at the end. So grateful that, that my friend Ralph Childs was, was named and I hadn't, um, I hadn't thought of, I hadn't thought to, to ask to have him included. Um, in Homer, when somebody dies and, and everybody joins in, in the grief, Homer adds that everybody brings their own grief. Everybody, everybody, everybody in the world has something to grieve. Every, you know, life is loss. And so it's one thing that links us all together. Uh, and, and that's, you know, we're, we're, all, we're, all, we're all joined together by that, by that feeling of loss and love, that that's, that that's part of being human. And that just, this ceremony really unlocked that feeling. For me, that, that we're all joined together and, and that, that we're all in communion with, with dead people, quite literally. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, David. Um, you, you know, I think especially at this strange time in this pandemic, when 225,000 Americans have died uh, from, this, from this COVID and when we're all, you know, sort of more or less locked down, I just want to say to everybody, please be careful. The, uh, the virus, the pandemic is becoming more dangerous in the Midwest. And it, just please be careful. Um, and, and, and we also have, you know, this um, climate craziness and um, fires and the West Coast and uh, floods and you know hurricanes in the Gulf and um, anyway and and uh, the awakening of our understanding of centuries of systemic racism plus this election in a week please vote everybody uh, and all of the tensions around that so this is a this is a particularly strange time and a time of uh, I think national grief. So this is a particularly important time for Sagaki, and it's also a time of opportunity uh, in some way to, because something different is going to happen after all of this. There will be an after, um, and maybe we all had people on that list one way or another, um, you know, um, uh, McCoy Tyner, <laughs> I saw perform live and my, one of my best friends, Nick Bogan passed away. Many names, Robert Lytle, one of my mentors. So, this is a time to allow ourselves to feel grief. And I wanted to ask David Ray, um, you know, talking about this ceremony and, um, and Durrani's and the strangeness of this ceremony. David Ray is a classics professor at the University of Chicago. So I, I wondered if there's, if there's anything in, ancient Greek or Roman culture that uh, has any parallels to this or 
don't know, just anything well, that well, you... Here's, a, here's one thought. Here's one thing. So um, St. Augustine talks about this, that his mother, um, whose name I'm blanking on, um, Monica. Monica. His mother, Monica. Um, Bishop Ambrose sent word, you know, to, to Augustine saying, tell your mother that now that, you know, now everybody's Christian, she has to stop doing that thing of taking, taking food and wine to the, to the graves of her ancestors. She has to stop, you know, going and feeding the dead because, because Christians aren't supposed to do that. And I feel sadness thinking about that. And I'm also laughing about it, but, but so absolutely Tygen. Yes. In, in, in Greco, in the, in the ancient Mediterranean world, people went and, and fed their dead. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Other comments, questions, responses, uh, reflections on all of this, anything. Um, yes. Kathy, Bingham. Thank you. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to get emotional, but um, right. <laughs> um, there have been a few deaths in my family lately, not from Corona, uh, but one, a very young man from a heart attack. Um, and so my family, when there's a funeral, we typically trudge around the cemetery afterwards and visit the other people in my family who are in that particular cemetery. And so I've been in touch with my sister and cousin who were doing that this week. And I got into a conversation with my sister that um, my mother used to love the fall and would decorate a lot. And we go to her on a regular basis together. And I said, right now, I would love to take a pumpkin and a mum, you know, a plant to sit there um, I don't know how long it would last, but even for a short while, there's a sense of communing, you know, with that person and sharing and feeding their memory and whatever, you know, there's a mystery about it. Um, But there, it is a warm feeling to um, visit the graves and remember the people who have gone on that you're in a line, you know, there's a line we will some at one point, my nieces and nephews will visit my grave uh, or whatever. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to share that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And, and grieving is a way of honoring and keeping alive. You know, all the people on this on this on that list, and everybody else has passed. So, yeah. Thank you. Other. Responses or comments, anyone? Oh, uh, is that uh, Idan? Yes, thank you. Uh, Just uh, like four months ago, maybe, my grandmother passed away, and then suddenly it felt like Something so big was missing, even though she she lived uh, in the north. And uh, we went to the ceremony, and right after that, we decided we want to live really close to that 
place where we rented our new house. We are very close to the graveyard of my grandparents and it's really comfort, comforting for me. Ah. Helps me a lot and uh, um, really feel, uh, I, I, I don't know, I feel close to them in a strange way and helps me through this time. They were, yeah, just nice to be able to give back a little bit. Thanks. Yeah, you know, in Zen, we have this thing of chanting the names of ancestors. So in our lineage, you know, we have uh, Shakyamuni Buddha and Bodhidharma who brought uh, Zen to China, and we have Dogen, and we have Suzuki Roshi. And so part of Zen is to honor a particular lineage of practitioners who kept alive this practice for us and who kept alive this teaching for us. But also we have many lineages and ancestors, each of us, many uh, lineages of our genetic ancestors that Don was speaking of were very important to us, but also cultural lineages. So, you know, in the list of names we just read, there were people, you know, actors and musicians and, you know, a couple of baseball players and uh, people who were, um, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg and, you know, just people who in our culture who uh, uh, are part of who we are. And each of us has our particular um, lineage, lineages of, uh, you know, cultural lineages, to put it that way. Uh, writers and musicians and anyway. So uh, this idea of ancestors um, who are part of who we are and, you know, honoring them. That's part of the ceremony, too. Uh, any other comments or responses or uh, reflections on any of this? I believe Asian has her hand up. Asian. Thank you for recognizing me. You know, I wanted to echo that um, because I know that there are cultures in which um, someone is not truly deceased until the last person who remembers them has departed this world. And if, if you haven't seen the movie Coco, it's a wonderful reminder of that. I think about within our lineage, um, you know, we, we revere Suzuki Roshi as one of our ancestors and, um, and there's something always very special about people who knew Suzuki Roshi personally, you know, and I wish Paul were here because he is one of those people. And, and there, you know, of course, with, with everything, there are become fewer and fewer of those people. But um, I think it's been commented on before that when we meet those people, we do get a little bit of a flavor of, you know, who their teacher was and, 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 something something about that person 
And so that's what we're still all doing for each other with all the people who've departed, you know, that we've chanted about. We, we sing their songs and we think their thoughts and we, you know, uphold their ideals. And so in those ways, we keep them alive, even if we didn't know them directly. So I know you already said that, Tag, and I just, I wanted to say it again. Well, thank you for saying it you know, well. Um, and I'm reminded, I, when I lived in Kyoto for a couple of years, I lived right between two cemeteries. And people went, you know, went to those cemeteries very often. I could look out my window and see families weekends, but even during the week, coming to uh, put flowers and candy and, you know, and food by the, by the cemeteries of their ancestors. But in those cemeteries, there were um, many, many gravestones and, and statues of bodhisattvas and so forth. There are also like pyramids of, of stones, of gravestones, and those were the gravestones of people who had, who nobody, who nobody remembered. They were still honored, but nobody knew who they were. So, um, anyway, it's just, you reminded me of that. So, any, uh, so thank you all for, for, you know, joining and participating in this uh, ceremony. Any last comments or reflections or questions? So if not, um, Wade, uh, could you um, put up the four bodhisattva vows, which we'll chat three times, and then we'll have announcements. Thank you. <laughs>